Michelle Gauthier, and you're listening to the Overwhelmed Working Woman Podcast. Hey, friends. I'm so glad you're here with me today. Today, we're going to be talking about feelings. If the idea of talking about that makes you want to run and hide, go ahead and stay because that means this episode is probably just especially for you. I'm going to tell you why it's important to feel all of our emotions and how to do that if that's something that doesn't come naturally to you, like it used to not come naturally to me. Before we jump into that, though, I have a couple of things to share. One is that I currently have one-on-one coaching spots open. If you have been thinking about it and have gotten good results in your life just from listening to this podcast, coaching with me is like that on steroids. There's a link in the show notes where you can set up a consultation with me to learn more about coaching. And let me tell you a little bit about what we do in that consultation because people often say to me, I'm nervous to set up a time to meet with you because I want to get my life together before I start coaching. (laughs) And that's like, you know, getting in shape before you join a gym. Or they also get nervous because I think it's going to be like a really high pressure situation. Here's what I can say. Just come as you are right now. We will have a zero pressure conversation where you can tell me about your life and I'll tell you about how we would approach what's going on with you in coaching. I'll tell you about some of the tools I would use and how we would work together to make your life feel much less stressful and overwhelming so that you can enjoy it more. That's it. No pressure, no need to be together for it. If you are overwhelmed, I would love to talk to you. And the link is in the show notes. Okay, next, I'm gonna read this review for the podcast that came from a therapist. This made me really happy because sometimes life coaches talk smack about therapists and vice versa. My opinion is that they can be the perfect combination. Anyway, here's what she said. I'm a therapist and I'm always looking for great ideas to pass along to clients and this show provides that. I always walk away with something to implement in my own life or with a client. I love that she gives examples from her life as it helps me jumpstart ideas for my own life. I read a lot of self-help books and to be able to pass good info on to clients, but this is quicker, practical and bite-sized nuggets of wisdom, tools that can be immediately implemented. Thank you. It wasn't signed. So thank you to Anonymous, the therapist who took the time to write that review. And I am so happy that you are able to pass this along to your clients as well. Yay. If you haven't written a review yet and you are enjoying the podcast, I would love if you could do so. If you listen on iTunes, if you just scroll all the way to the bottom of the show page, you'll see a place where you can do that. All right. Are you ready to move on to feelings? Let's do it. Apparently, when I was a little girl, I was a really big crybaby. All my aunts and uncles lovingly roll their eyes and tell me how annoying I was. I really loved my mom, you guys. (laughs) I still do. When I started preschool, I refused to stay at school or to be at school without crying unless she was standing outside the door and I could see her like through the window of the preschool classroom. And she did that for, I don't know how long, a long time. And then finally, I sort of got over it and got used to school. And then one day we had a fire drill and it was all over again. It was just a drill. I didn't like the loud noise. Then I was freaked out that my mom wasn't there. So I had to start all over again with the crying and my mom standing outside the door. Thank you, mom, for doing that. But at some point in my life, I'm not sure when it happened or exactly why, I just decided I wasn't going to cry about anything. Nothing could make me sad. I could handle it all. I went in the completely opposite direction and would brag that I never cried or how many years it had been since I shed a tear. I somehow decided to feel only the good emotions and stuff the bad emotions way down there. I didn't realize I was doing that at the time. I thought I was just focusing on the good. I think it made me feel in charge 
in control somehow of my emotions. And that was all part of my life is perfect scenario that I was trying to create unconsciously. So we don't really need to psychoanalyze me here, but let's just suffice to say that I went from being a very emotional crybaby. I bet that's a term people don't use about their kids anymore. That seems kind of mean, but that's what everyone calls me. So we'll go with it because we are going to talk about you now. So how about you? Do you hold back from certain emotions? You can do that if you want, but they just kind of lie there and wait until one day they can't stand it anymore and they come up. When you have a feeling that comes up like anger or sadness, think about it like this. You take that emotion and when you don't express it or feel it, just imagine that you're throwing it as far as you can, but it's a boomerang and it always comes back and maybe even stronger than before. So if you're right now thinking, I don't think I do that. I always feel my emotions. That's great if you really do. But I also challenge you to listen all the way through this episode and see if maybe you have gotten so good at pushing them off that you just don't even notice that they're trying to come out. Because I wouldn't have said about my former self, oh, I don't allow myself to be sad. I'm trying to just present a totally positive life. I would have said, I don't get sad or nothing makes me sad. Really, I did have sad feelings. I just wouldn't let them out. But I don't think I realized that. So the reason why I'm suggesting that you just hang in there and really search yourself for this and see if this is something that you're doing is because when I was doing it, I didn't even notice I was doing it. So before we get to talking about how to feel your emotions, let's talk about why. A couple of reasons. Number one, emotions are there to give us clues about how to act in a situation. So for example, if you're in a situation that feels dangerous to you, you feel scared. And that scared emotion is telling you to look into something. Like your intuition is telling you that you're scared. If you feel anger in a situation you should probably look into the situation rather than just stuff it down and ignore it. And the same goes for sadness. If you don't show, feel, and process the hard emotions, it's also hard to connect with people. Imagine my former self being like, oh, I never get sad. Everything's always happy in my life. Who's going to connect with that person? That's so not true or vulnerable, etc. So it's really hard to connect with people if you never show your true emotions. It's also really hard to ask for help if you don't feel your emotions because you're denying that you actually need it. I know for me, when we were going through infertility treatments for like seven years, I think I maybe cried once or twice in that whole process. And let me tell you, I should have cried weekly. That was not a fun journey. But the fact that sadness came up in my body telling me this is a sad situation, it's okay, go ahead and feel sad. Instead, I boomeranged that out of sight like a thousand times. And I paid for it later when I nearly lost my mind with grief over the whole situation. When you don't allow those sad feelings, because what I really could have used in that moment was a friend to talk to. I know all of my friends were talking about me and they, you know, not in a mean way, but like they knew something was going on, but I wouldn't really talk to anybody about it. It was too sad to talk about. I didn't have a life coach. I didn't have a therapist. I didn't have any of that. And probably because I wouldn't even feel the emotions that I needed to feel to ask for help in that way. Okay, so number one, emotions give us clues about how to act in a situation. Number two is when you process your emotions, they pass. For example, I just read a study that when teens talk about feeling sad and express sadness, they are less likely to be depressed. So if you actually express that sadness, 
or just sit with your tears and just cry as long as you want to cry, then it will pass and it won't be stuck inside you. And the third reason is this. Without sadness, there is no joy. I don't know if you ever saw that Disney movie called Inside Out. If you haven't seen it, it's a great movie for grownups too. It's a kid's movie, but it's so good. The premise of the movie is that the main character named Riley has moved to a new town and they give you this inside her head view where it shows all of her emotions and what they're doing inside her. And the premise of the movie is that the main character who's joy, the emotion of joy, tries to override all of the other emotions. And in the end, the lesson that you learn is that without allowing sadness, you can feel no joy. The main character, Riley, has moved to a new city and she realizes before she can make new friends and like her school and her city, she has to be sad and grieve what she misses. And in the end, she finally cries and she tells her parents that she's sad, which is the magic that she needs to start her new life. Okay, so we're not going to base our research on a Disney movie, but I think it is a great illustration of the truth. Brene Brown, who you probably have heard of, I think I've mentioned her on the podcast before, but she's a self-help author, a PhD professor, a podcast host, and she calls ignoring your heart emotions, numbing them. And in her book, The Power of Vulnerability, she says, when you numb or stuff, that's the same as boomerang to me, or ignore the hard emotions, you end up numbing or stuffing or ignoring true joy, true contentment, and true happiness as well. So you can't just numb or boomerang the hard emotions. When you do that, when you aren't willing to feel your emotions, you do it to all of them. So what Brene Brown has found in her research work and what I find in working with my clients and myself is that unless you're willing to feel the whole spectrum of emotions you're never going to feel fully alive, fully authentic, fully joyful. I also love something Glennon Doyle says, which is, there is no glory except straight through your story, right? And you're not going to get to the glory without going through your true story, which will have ups, downs, happy times, sad times, okay? So now we know why it's useful to feel your emotions and what happens if you keep them in. Okay, so what to do next then? If this is resonating with you and you have a hunch that you might be stuffing or boomeranging the feelings that you have that you don't like, here is exactly what to do and how to allow those feelings. First, ask yourself the question, where am I holding back or ignoring an uncomfortable feeling? Where could I be pushing it away? So something that might come to mind for you is, Do you find yourself getting quickly angry? And if you find yourself getting quickly angry, let's say when you first get home from work, is there anger in there that you just need to process? Or do you feel that angry feeling coming on at work? Just get curious about whatever the feeling is. And then ask yourself too, what is a recent situation where I purposely pushed past my feelings and just went on? So something that I used to do all the time is when I would feel sad, I would just distract myself with something else and be like, oh, I'm not going to think about that right now. Or I'm not going to watch a sad movie. I'm not going to read a sad book. I'm not going to do anything sad. (laughs) I just randomly remembered myself reading, um, okay, Bridges of Madison County. (laughs) I had to pause and look it up. Bridges of Madison County where... Oh, if you haven't read that, it's like a heartbreaker of a story. And I didn't know how sad it was going to be. And I was reading it on a plane and just like sobbing. And I always sit in the window seat. So I was turned towards the window. But that was like one place where I couldn't escape 
had I had the chance to escape somewhere else or turn on the TV or do something else, I would have done it there. So just ask yourself, are you pulling that move where you're trying to purposely push past your feelings? Once you have a good idea of what feeling or emotion you might be boomeranging or pushing away, use this process that I created that's called NEAR, N-E-A-R. And it's called that because each one of those letters stands for something. As always, you'll find the details in the show notes that I'm about to give you. And I even made this little reference guide with the steps and a photo that's the perfect size to download and keep on your phone. So if you're feeling like you might need to process an emotion, you're like, shoot, how am I supposed to do that? You can just pull it up, grab it in the show notes. There's a link to it there. The first part of this near process is the N, name it. So what are you feeling? A helpful tool that you can Google is called a feelings wheel. I wasn't able to find who originally created this, but if you just Google it, you will find a ton of different examples. It's really helpful because it has a ton of different emotions on there. So for example, if you start with angry and you go to the next level, it gives you suggestions like, okay, you felt angry. Was that humiliated? Was it bitter? Was it aggressive? Was it frustrated? Was it critical? It digs down deeper so you can understand what the emotion was. If you're sad, are you lonely? Do you feel vulnerable? Do you feel guilty? Do you feel depressed? Are you hurt? Are you stressed? Is that stress overwhelm or does it feel out of control or do you feel unfocused or apathetic? So it gives you, it really is helpful. I use it a lot with my clients to figure out exactly what they're feeling. So just take a second and in that first step, N, name it, name the feeling. If you need help naming the feeling, and I would challenge you if the feeling feels like sad to look up this feelings wheel and see what could be beneath that. Same for angry. It just helps you get more specific. Then the second step is to explain it. The E is to explain it. So what I want you to think about here is where do I feel this feeling in my body? Often when I work with people, if they haven't done this kind of mind-body work before, they'll say, I don't feel anything in my body. So if you don't feel anything in your body, that's okay. But I challenge you to just sit with that feeling for a second and think about where it could be. Start at the top of your head and just scan your body. Start in your head, go down, feel your, notice your shoulders and your neck and your back and your stomach. Go down to your legs and your feet. Just see if there's any place in your body where you feel a certain sensation. For example, when I feel angry, I almost always feel a hotness in my chest. Just talking about it right now, I can kind of feel what it feels like when I'm angry. And when I'm sad, I feel like slumped over shoulders. My head feels kind of heavy. When I get anxious, my fingers get tingly. So I know exactly how feelings feel in my body. What I find in working with people is that there are similarities, but everybody's is different. So just take a second and explain it. Where do you feel it in your body? Okay, now we are going to just allow that feeling. For example, let's say the feeling is sad. And as you looked on the feelings wheel, you saw that really it's, it's sad, but specifically it's lonely. So now you know the name of the feeling. You've brought it up in your body and seen how it feels in your body. And now you just need to sit in that feeling. Just sit with it as long as it takes. This is a really important part because this is the part most people are scared of. I know when I was considering feeling my feelings... <laughs> like maybe I'll go ahead and try this. I was afraid that if I started crying that I would cry forever. 
And I actually looked this up one time and I can't remember the exact number, so don't quote me on this, but it's something like, usually when we start crying, we cry for two minutes and then it's sort of over. It's very unlikely that you're going to cry for days and days and days. But just ask yourself when you're allowing and sitting in that feeling, do I need to do anything now? If you're angry, do you need to punch some pillows? Do you need to just allow yourself to cry? Do you need to grit your teeth? Do you need to scream out loud? I really like to do like primal screams sometimes. That really helps me get rid of anger when I feel anger. So just think about what it looks like and what you need to do to really be in that feeling. And then once the feeling has passed, again, my guess would be this is going to be like two minutes. Then the last step is the R, review it. How do I feel now? So for example, think about, because you probably have experience with this already, how you feel after you've had a good cry. I always feel tired, but I feel relieved. And then ask yourself, what will allowing this feeling open the door for? So now that I have moved past this sadness, what can I do? Now I can feel a different feeling. I can do something else. Okay? So just in summary, the process is called NEAR, N-E-A-R. You want to name it, name the feeling, explain it. Where do you feel it in your body? Allow it. Just sit in that feeling. One of my clients told me when she was working on allowing sadness that she just sat on her couch and stared out the window and just let it be in her body. And that's all she had to do. So you might not have to do, do something, but if something feels like you should do it, do it. And then review it. See how it felt to let that emotion pass through. So that's it. That's why you should feel your emotions and how to feel your emotions. And just remember, the biggest part to me is that without sadness, there is no joy. Without anger, there is no contentment, etc. We have to be willing and able to feel all the feelings. I think it's really helpful not to categorize any of them as good or bad. As I'm saying those in this episode earlier, I'm using air quotes that you can't see. And just consider them all emotions and they're all part of life. And do the same thing for your kids. When your kids are sad and they tell you that they're sad, maybe consider not telling them, don't be sad, you're fine, it's okay. Say, oh, I see you're sad. I would be sad too. Or tell me how that feels for you. Where do you feel sadness in your body? You can just help them get curious about their emotions instead of trying to shame those away. As always, let me know if you have any questions. You can message me on Instagram or you can send me an email. And next week, you can look forward to the start of results week. If you aren't already on my email list, now would be a great time to sign up at michellegothier.com. Next week, I'm going to be sending out an email every day that shares with you the results of my clients who I've coached one-on-one. And people always really like those because it makes them feel inspired too. Like if that person hated her job and was feeling completely depressed and miserable and is now really happy... Maybe I can do that too. So it's fun. If you're not on my email list, get on it. And we're going to start off the week by talking to, I have a guest next week. One of my former clients is going to tell us how she changed her life. Okay, that's it for today. Hope you have a great week. Get out there and feel your sad, mad, whatever feelings you need to feel. Thank you for listening to the Overwhelmed Working Woman podcast. If you want to learn more about my work, head over to my website at michellegothier.com. See you next week. Bye.